Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live! The podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce courts and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 144th episode, Catholic spiritual warfare, the list of mortal sins every husband should know to defend his home. And this is part four, plus live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that cue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so, quote of the day, which has been the quote of the day for the last three episodes, because it is relevant. Quote, spiritual combat is another element of life which needs to be taught anew and proposed once more to all Christians today. It is a secret and interior art, an invisible struggle in which we engage every day against the temptations, the invisible suggestions that the demon tries to plant in our hearts, end quote, St. Pope John Paul II. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confused. Hey, 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 hey. So we are back. So let's get started real quick. So today, um, this show is just like the other three shows. And we're going to have, hopefully today we'll get done. If not, we'll have one more show, um, which will go on the next show to finish this series up. Um, I knew it was going to be long. But I didn't know it was going to be five shows. But hey, it is what it is. The great thing is we love God. We want to know all about God and Jesus Christ and spiritual warfare. And mortal sin is the gateway to understanding spiritual warfare. All right. So let's get started. And so, first of all, I wanted to let you know that, of course, this show is not about the judgment of you yourself or anyone listening. This, this is about you as a husband understanding the how to protect your home, defend your home against Satan. And how can you do that if you don't even know mortal sins and how that can how that those actions can disconnect you immediately from God? Because many people think that I can do whatever I want and God will forgive me. That's not true. That's not true. You have to ask for forgiveness. You have to do it the way God wants you to do, it, which is what confession in the Catholic Church. 
If you're Protestant, then the only thing you got, you don't have confession because you're not in you you have to be uh in um, um you have to be um you have to be uh shown what the Catholic Church is about, understanding the faith of, of Jesus Christ's church, and then you will be able to take the Eucharist and go to confession and all of those kind of things. So right now, basically what you have is you must plead with all your heart. Oh, I have a call. You must plead with all your heart to for God to give you forgiveness. Okay. Um, and that being said, uh, caller, I'm going to go over this. Um, just hold on because I'm going to um, go over this segment real quick. So then once we get done with you, we can go right into the content. So that being said, this is why understanding spiritual warfare and mortal and mortal sin is important because as a husband, it helps you to defend your home. Okay. Uh, against Satan, because of you, the head of the home, the spiritual head, the um, the authority in the home given by God. If you go down um, and Satan gets rid of you, then everybody else in the home, which is your wife and children, are basically putty. So real quick, what is a mortal sin? A, an, a, mortal sin a mortal sin is an offense against God that constitutes grave matter, extremely seriously, mortally sinful or death upon the soul. Okay, so that being said, what constitutes, um, let me see, what um, what three conditions constitute a mortal sin? So the first one is the sin is of grave matter, which we've talked about that in show one and show two, which is episodes 140 and 141. No, yeah, yeah, 141, yeah, 141 and 142. Episodes 141 and 142, which you can just go to my YouTube channel, Catholic Advocate Radical. It'll pop up. Go to the live tab. And then all of these shows, these last five show, four shows will be in there. OK, so the three conditions to me to 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 uh, to to engage in mortal sin, to be culpable in the eyes of God to the sin that you just committed, which is mortal, is the sin is of grave matter. Number two, the sin is committed with full knowledge that it is a sin. So basically, you must know that it is a sin, okay? Like murder. If you know murder is a sin and you do it anyway, you know, then you're culpable, okay? And the third and final condition is the individual fully consents to the, to the sin with his will. So you embrace it, you enjoy it, you take pleasure in it, and you choose it with your will. That's why will is important, man. <laughs> That's why your will is important. That's why it's free. God give it to you for free because he don't want to, he doesn't want to impose his will upon you. But just like with people and their kids, if you don't choose your, if you don't teach your kid about God, then Satan will impose his will upon your kids before they even understand what, what faith is. And it'll be almost be too late. Okay. That is very important that you understand. You must form, we must form our children in the faith. It's very important we know that because if we don't form them in the eyes, if we don't form them from God, the Catholic Church, spiritual warfare, uh, um, and all of these kind of things, the religion and what God is, Jesus Christ, then Satan will form him for you, uh, form your children for you. Okay. So with that being said, what is a venial sin? The second type of sin um, is venial sin, and it does not separate us from God. However, Venus, venial sin does weaken grace in our soul and damages our relationship with God. Continually committing venial sin eventually collapses us into mortal sin. Okay, so that's very simple to um, to get. And just so you know, again, this these shows are to help you understand 
what spiritual warfare is, the basis of spiritual warfare, and understanding that you as the head must stay in grace. You must because you are the defender of your home. If your home is in chaos, it's probably because you're in chaos and you're not doing what you're supposed to do and you're not taking responsibility and doing your duty as a Christian soldier to protect your home. Okay, and so now we're going on break. We're going to take this call. And then guess what? We're going to get into it, y'all. We're going to have some fun today. Hang with me. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, we are back, gentlemen. So we have a caller on. I'm going to bring them on right now. Hopefully, my technology works. Hello? 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 Hello, this is Jerry. This is a longtime listener, several time calling caller. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Good. Hey, I, I, when I was listening to the program yesterday, I was one of the callers that you couldn't get to before your program ended. And uh, hmm. you were talking about the mortal sins and the three that are real common with men are not being honest with their wives, i.e. they're lying or they do a live omission, masturbation and pornography. And um, from my own standpoint, I'm just as guilty as any other man on that, but the Catholic faith promotes the um, ability to confess those sins, and it's helped me tremendously in curbing any of those ideals there, but I'm actually in court right now fighting because of the mortal sins that are happening in court, and they call it moral turpitude, where the judge is promoting lying in the courtroom, which is a mortal sin in itself. Wow. So yes. the judge is going to end up sacrificing her judicial immunity, which means she can be sued now for not taking heed to the fact that um, my wife's attorney suborned her to perjury, which means she committed an act of perjury at the behest of the attorney, which goes to the first disciplinary rule within the professional code of ethics that lawyers can't lie. So what's your question? It's so, the question for me is how do you get, people within two families to come to the realization that God is the omnipresence. And when you don't follow his will, he gives you that free will. You have a fall from grace. 
I'm now dealing with seven people that are attacking me within the courtroom. How do you deal with people that don't have a stronghold on having the grace of God on their side, yet they want to attack somebody that does? The first thing is in a situation like that, it's like credit cards, right? What's the way to stay out of credit card debt? You don't get in credit card. You don't get credit cards. <laughs> so the same way with something like that, before you go to the court, really the main thing you can only do is, is pray and ask God to help you and to help bring the Holy Spirit in there with you. Then while you're in there, one of the things you can do is pray rosary, divine mercy chaplets and inside the courtroom, which, you know, you I know you've done that before. Um, but the sure. other thing is, man, other also important is when you're dealing with people like that, the main thing is to listen intently and not interrupt and and not argue and not get uh, defensive and things like that, but to state your claim as positive empathetically as you can and try to get them to connect emotionally. And then these, I know you're going to get on me for that. I know you are, but, but the way in this kind of situation is anger and, and Satan is of that. And that is going to, that right there is going to keep them from empathizing and being sympathetic to your situation. You are the only one in that courtroom out of those eight people. Well, you said seven, but one of them is probably your wife. So it makes it probably eight. Then you are the only one in that room that is that wants that wants to do God's will and wants to save your marriage. And so the main thing is, is to try to invoke the Holy Spirit, try to get your wife to be sympathetic and know you care. And really, man, unless, you know, and, and then you can consult another attorney. Um, but that is the, my best advice as far as that. That is what I've seen that works. Sure. And I only wanted to point that out because we had the trial back on April the 19th. So it's been three months and I'm still not divorced. I think the judge is fearful of making a godly mistake now because she um, just made a comment on the record last Monday that she said, well, the attorney's not here. I'm not going to have a hearing because his paralegal came in and told me he's in a hearing. I said, there now the paralegal's lying because he said it was a 1030 here and she said it was a 12. Just try to delay the fact that I'm making well, it about God again. Do you think it's, and that's do you the think, problem that it, do you think it's a good ch chance that the judge might not give you a divorce? That would be awesome. Well, I've been throwing around the words moral turpitude in capital letters <laughs> and they I've given her three uh, revised statutes within Kentucky that she's not following. And because she's not following it, she also knows that this is going to be taken. I told her back on April the 19th that I wanted the 10 reasons why my wife wanted to get married to me to be proffered for the Supreme Court of the United States. When she said that, I said that her eyes kind of got big as saucers because she knows I'm going to take this as far as I need to take it. I think she's going to be worried about her retirement now because she has to have two terms uh, completed in order to receive a pension. And for those people that don't know this, out of the $34.2 billion collected annually in child support, $422 million annually goes to fund the judge's retirement account. No, so there's really? An, yeah, there's an incentive <laughs> to divorce people and to collect child support and keep families apart. And see, that's what I was thinking, man, is that if she gives you, if she doesn't give you divorce, then that's going to cause a lot more problems if you keep proceeding forward because basically what that means is if you can get the, the Supreme Court to take that or even get in the media that you are 
pursuing this, that would shed, shed a lot of light on her, her court, um, and on them on this no fault divorce thing being actually challenged in the country. Do you? And I know you. You know how big this could be. You just need support and some money for that one. But the other thing is, well, I know I I don't have an unlimited amount of resources. I only have an unlimited amount of time to pray. But you know what, though? But you know what? You'd be surprised if you got if if let's say let's say she denies the divorce and you proceed forward, try to go to the to the Supreme Court or whatever that process is. That'll get media. And then somehow that gets in the media attention. Man, you'll be surprised how many lawyers and people will come out of the woodwork to try to help you. You'd be surprised. Well, you know what's funny about that, Jerry? One of the local newscasters who's like the major host for one of the local stations, which is like an ABC, CBS, or NBC syndicate, right. mm-hmm. she actually goes to my parish. And I contacted her several months ago, and she says, why don't you forward what you have on how you're being railroaded out of your daughter's life and your wife is getting shafted by the attorneys and judges and being tainted in vengeance for not knowing the law. So as a protector of my household, I had been just ripping them new behinds. That's being polite. Every time I go into a courtroom and they can't stand seeing me come in the courtroom and the judge is starting to come up with excuses to why because, she wants to delay. Things. You know why? This is why Scott, because they, you, you let me finish my, my, um, my, uh, my thought. The second part of my thought is this. If she gives you a divorce, that's just you and your wife. That's one divorce that I that she that's been that's been not granted in probably however many 50 years, we'll say. Um, and you kind of go away. You kind of go away in all the media, all the attention, all the moving forward, all the all her, you know, like you said, it might infect her time, all that stuff will go away because you got what you want. You got your wife back and you and your wife can now it, it, it opens up a different thing between you and her. But if she denies the divorce, that's I th- I'm just saying off the top of my head, it sounds like that's what's going on. Like she's weighing the things of, man, if I give this if I don't give this guy a divorce. This is going to cause a lot more problems than if I just give it no, to it, him. It, I think I'm going to correct you on it. If, if I don't give this guy what he wants and put them in marital therapy, uh-huh. this guy is going to push this to the Supreme Court. That's what I'm saying. And I don't want to be the judge on the record. Exactly. That. I don't want to be the one that's made to look like an idiot. Exactly. Quite frankly, the attorney's making both judges look like idiots right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so but, but, he's jeopardizing their integrity. But dude, so I, I, you that's all I wanted to share. Right. And I and I think that's man, I think what you're saying and what you're doing is cool. I think that, man, you have a lot bigger every time I talk to you, the mission seems to get bigger and bigger. <laughs> so I'm saying, man, I think that stand fast, be a prayer warrior. And keep trying to connect with your wife, man. But that's the main thing. Keep trying to do that. And, and God love you, okay? All right. And um, may I ask you a personal favor, Jerry? Yeah. Can I forward you an email with uh, a document on it so you can read it and see how it's set up to actually help other people as well? Because it's public record. The divorce is a public record. So they can see anything that's going on. Do you have an email address? I can send something to you. Dude, you know you got all my email addresses. All right, but some of them go directly to your um, business account where it schedules appointments and things like that. So I'm trying uh, to make sure I put it to the just, right one. Just the regular anyone that's any, any email between me and you personally that you have, just go ahead and send it through that. 
or reply to uh or reply to the emails for the podcast, any of those. As long as you're not clicking the link okay. and my schedule doesn't come up, you don't have to worry about it. All right. I just want to make sure. Thanks, buddy. All right, thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. All right. So, hey, look, you know, some of y'all might think that's boring or uninteresting. Um, but some of you might think it's great and really good, good, uh, good points to understand. But look, man, this is what I'm talking about. As as a man of your house, you fight, you fight and you fight and you fight supernaturally. You fight physically. You fight. uh um emotionally, psychologically, and you fight in the court, and you fight everywhere you can. We've got, as men, man, we've got to stop just giving up, man, and laying down like lap dogs, man. We really do. And, and you know, um, that gentleman that I just talked to has just decided that he's not going to take it anymore. And sometimes, and you know what? That's the Holy Spirit working through him. You know, sometimes there comes a time where everybody, each of us has our own meter of when we get fed up. Like me starting Catholic Alpha, I was fed up. I got to a point where I was freaking fed up, not sick of it. I was sick of the society. I was sick of how they treat men. I was sick of how they were going to treat my boys. I was sick of how they fooled my daughter and my wife with this feminism and all this kind of stupid crap. And I just got sick of all of it. And and I, instead of sitting around whining about it, I've never been a person to sit around and whine about something without doing something about it. So what did I do? I started this. And that's what I'm asking of all of you men. All of you men listening to this show right now, be like Scott, be like me. I'm not saying you got to go out and change the world because we're not doing, we're not changing the world. What we are is we're following the will of God and we're saying somebody's got to stand up to Satan. Somebody's got to do it. And that somebody has to be you. Why? Because you got a wife and children. You want to be great. Everybody wants to be great, but they don't want to work for it. Everybody wants to be great, but they don't want to freaking work for it because it's painful. It takes a lot of sacrifice and suffering. But you know what? That's what you as a man. That's what your freaking life is about. It's about suffering and sacrificing it and giving it away to something greater and bigger than yourself. And that, first of all, starts with God, your wife and your children. How much and I'm, I'm going to ask you the same thing Scott would ask you. He would. We would I'm going I'm, I'm to speak for Scott. When are you going to stand up and do something? When are you going to stand up and do something? Because this society is not getting better. We all see it. Look at the price of groceries. My wife tell me that. My wife <laughs> tell me that every day. You know, a tomato costs seven, eight dollars. A tomato. Come on, man. It's not going to get better without you as a man understanding influencing your environment as a man and stop sitting around and thinking it's going to change without your help. All right. So stand around for this break. We will be right back. We are here, we are here, and we are here, and I'm so glad you guys are hanging out with us today. So what we're going to do is we're going to get rolling on this uh, this uh, part four 
of um, the mortal sins and how to defend the, the, the knowledge that you should know to help you defend your home. Okay, so remember, as a Christian soldier, we must understand the Ten Commandments and their effects on us and our family. The Ten Commandments are the natural law and is written on our hearts. This is how we instinctively know that murder or stealing or rape is inherently wrong. God did not leave us to fend for ourselves. Okay, the Holy Spirit speaks to us daily to help us know when it's wrong or right and what can what can damage us as human persons. Unless we repeatedly reject God and his wisdom and refuse to bend to his will and allow him to guide, support and help us in our journey to the reward of heaven. We will not be damaged. All we have to do is uh, turn our wills toward God and allow him to guide and help us. OK, the following are the list of mortal sins separated by each of the Ten Commandments. Remember, this is for information. Knowledge is power. Knowledge keeps us on top of our game as it pertains to protecting our marriage and our family and our devotion to him who is the creator. Bam. Many of these items you may know, many of them you might not know, were graves matter and damage your relationship with our Lord and his kingdom. We will cover each mortal sin by its commandment and category. And so I am not going to cover one through um what is it? I'm not going to cover one through six because we went through that yesterday. I'm not even going to go over them because every time I do, it takes longer and longer because <laughs> I stuff pops in my head and I want to say it. So that makes things go longer. So I want to get through this um, if, at the minimum by the next show. Um, so today uh, we are uh, we've already covered uh, commandments one, two, three, four, five and six. And if you want to know about those, then you can go and, like I said, and hit episodes 142, yes, 141, 142, and 143. Um, they're on my uh, YouTube channel. Uh, the other ones, um, um, some of them might be on my website, too, at catholicalpha.com. All right. So let's start with the seventh commandment of how you can understand how to defend your home, knowing these mortal sins, fellas, so you can kick them out your house. All right. Next. So the seventh commandment, you shall not steal. This is simple. This is easy one. Okay. But it's still in depth. It's still really in depth. So theft, all persons have a right to lawful private property obtained by legitimate work, inheritance, or a gift. To violate a person's right to property by theft is a grave sin. Grave sin, mortal sin, death. Bam. Okay. Especially if the loss of the property will severely hurt the victim. The gravity of theft is determined by the harm it does to the victim. A poor beggar who steals a loaf of bread commits a less grave sin than a rich man who steals the savings of a destitute person. St. Paul tells us that thieves shall not inherit the kingdom of God, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. So, man, that is a great, great point, man, that, look, God, remember, we've talked about this in previous shows in this, um, in this series. God holds us responsible for what we know. This is why it's very important that we as Christians do not judge a man's soul because we can't, we don't, we don't know it anyway. What you do is you judge a man's, um, his, his actions. 
you know, and when you do that, of course, most of the time actions tell you what that man's about most of the time. But still, our job as human persons is to not get into the soul judging thing. Our soul, our job is to judge actions. That's why you judge a man by his actions. That is, in, that is of the faith. That is of the Catholic faith. That is of the Christian faith. Okay. That's why this point right here that if a beggar is has no money and he has no no way of supporting himself and he has no way to get it and he's starving, hasn't, hasn't ate, he hasn't eaten in a week and he goes and steals, you know, a hamburger or something, that is a lot less sinful. It's still grave matter, but it's still a lot less sinful than a uh, a, a hedge fund uh, manager that basically swipes everybody's retirement, right? And this is why today the diabolical narcissism in our country with everybody, where everybody rationalizes some way that what they're doing is good. Remember that book again. Man, if you haven't read that book, this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, you are doing yourself a great disjustice because it teaches you about really what people are, how people really are. And diabolical narcissism is a grave, grave thing in our society today because people always convince themselves that the thing they're doing is right. And most of the time it's not. Okay. So boom, that is that. So next cheating of the seventh commandment, you should not steal. So cheating didn't know cheating was a great sin. Did you? Hmm. <laughs> a cheater defrauds his victim of their property. It is morally of grave matter unless the damage to the victim is unusually light. Okay. So cheating at checkers is not as bad as cheating at what, you know, defrauding somebody of their money. OK, next, this is a huge one. This one cries out to heaven for vengeance, defrauding a worker of his wages. This is one of the sins that cries to heaven for vengeance, defrauding a worker of his wages, withholds and impedes his ability to sustain basic needs for himself and his family. It is a sin that cries to heaven for vengeance. Okay. Those sins are very, very, very hard. Uh, very, very uh, dramatic on society, on soul, on the souls of the people who are offended by it. Okay. And if you want to know those again, I, we've talked about those in earlier episodes. All you got to do is Google it. The sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance. Okay. Next, unfair wages. Unfair wages, wagers in games of chance are a grave matter if they deprive someone of what is necessary to provide for his needs and those of others. So I kind of stumbled over my words. So I meant to say unfair wagers, not unfair wages. So unfair wagers. Um, okay. So again, read it again. Unfair wagers in games of chance are of grave matter if they deprive someone of what is necessary to provide for his needs and those of others. Okay. Next, and the last one in this cat in this in this uh in this commandment, taking advantage of the poor. This is another sin that cries out to heaven for vengeance. The economic or social exploitation of the poor for profit harms the dignity and natural rights of the victim is a sin that cries to heaven for vengeance. Okay. Wow. All right. So that is no, uh, commandment number seven. Now we're going to commandment number eight, the eighth commandment. 
which says what? You shall not bear false witness against your neighbors. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's what me and the caller were talking about. Lying. Okay. False witness and perjury. Guess what? This is exactly what we were talking about. False witness and perjury. False witness is a public statement in court contrary to the truth. Perjury is false witness under oath. Both acts are gravely sinful when they condemn the innocent, exonerate the guilty, or increase punishment of the accused. They are of grave matter because they contradict justice. So listen, this is what I want you to understand. This is what is wrong with priests and bishops and cardinals and pastors of Protestant churches that do not, that all they preach on is the mercy, mercy, mercy of God. That is such a contradiction of God. It is. You cannot keep going through your whole life and just do what you want to do. Ignore God. Don't go to mass. Don't pray. Kind of just do whatever you want, you know, and expect God to know you. Expect Jesus Christ to know you. Okay. And so with that being said, you know, God is a God of justice as well as mercy. Because why? Because like I said, the, the last show, you cannot, you know, God gives us, gives you what you want. He gives us what we want. If all we do is uh, we're selfish our whole lives, we wouldn't be happy in heaven, would we? We wouldn't. We would be happier in hell. So that is what we get. And so it's important that we understand mercy is a beautiful thing. But like I've said before, mercy is this is the true mercy of God that when we as human persons commit one of these these uh these mortal sins on this list that I've been talking about for the last four days, you know what the real, the, you know what the real punishment and the real just punishment for, for mortal sins is. And immediately when you commit one, it's hell right then, right now. It, it is man. And it's time we start understanding this, the mercy, but the reason that if, if we commit a mortal sin right now, the reason God doesn't basically take our life and be gone and to hell right now is because of what? Of mercy. But over our whole lives, if the Holy, if he sends the Holy Spirit to talk to us and we don't listen, if he sends the demons to infect our lives and to cause chaos in our lives and we don't listen, we're still selfish. We still only care about ourselves. We don't give our life for none great anything else. We got divorces all over the place. We got kids all over the place. We don't care about really anybody but ourselves. We would not, God is not, we are not going to heaven. You're not. Because you wouldn't be happy there anyway. <laughs> okay? And then justice, it, God, of, God of justice says, I cannot just give you, I cannot give you something when you have not earned it. That is justice. All right. And I hope you please try to understand that 
God does love us. He loves us more than anybody on this planet. But he is also a God of mercy and a God of justice. Okay? So, next, um, adulation. A-D-U-L-A-T-I-O-N. Adulation. Adulation is verbal speech or an attitude that encourages or confirms another in malicious acts and and, uh, perverse conduct. It is a grave sin if it makes one an accomplice in another's eyes of grave sins. Okay. So basically cooperating, you know, like it's, you know, I could be wrong on this, but somebody can correct me because like I said, I don't know everything. I don't even know close to everything, <laughs> but you know, um, like bank robber, the bank robbers go in and rob the bank. The guy who's driving the car, he don't get in trouble. That ain't that ain't happening. Not these days. If you driving the car, you going to jail. You just as couple as the ones robbing it. Okay, participating and in, in, in cooperating. Okay, next lying. Lying is the most direct offense against the truth. It is gravely sinful when it significantly degrades the truth. This is how you know that lying is is bad. You know, this is why when you have children and they're two, three, four, five, eight, nine, ten, and they start lying, it is your job as a parent to nip that in the bud right now. Do not reward lying. If you try, if you do reward lying, it will only get worse because then they will lie is a very habitual thing. We already rationalize things. Now insert the success of lying on top of that, oh man, that's hell on wheels. How many kids you know, and we're just talking about kids right now, but adults are the same because liar kids grow up into liar adults. You know, um, liar kids, they will, you know, once they see it works, they will use it all the time. So you spend your whole, you spend your whole parenthood with that child trying to decipher is they're lying or not. This is why when you know a kid lies, you must be, um, you be must be reckless abandoned with them because you are saving their life. Because if they get older and they start lying all the time to their friends, their parents, their mother, their siblings, I'm sorry, their mother, I said that three times, didn't I? Um, their, uh, their grandparents, their, um, their wife, their children, people at work, man, it just gets worse. Their life gets worse and worse. How many of us know adult liars can't stand them? Don't want to be around them. We call them perpetrators in the hood. Perpetrating. Don't want to be around them. Can't stand to be around them. Liars, man, you stay as far away from them as you can. Okay? The reason why, because they're going to start messing with your head. <laughs> All right. Next. Uh, lying, lying is a sin that originates from the devil, Satan, who is the father of all lies. That right there puts what all I just said right in context, doesn't it? Lying is a sin that originates from the devil because what I what did I say yesterday? Evil always sounds great at first. It sounded great to Eve in the Garden of Eden, didn't it? Man, girl, he don't want you to know what it like, what it's like to be God. That's why he won't. That's why he don't want you to eat that fruit from that tree. She fell for it, didn't she? All right, think about that. The ninth commandment. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Ooh, the second, the second 
uh, sin, the second uh, commandment that gets a lot of us into the hell situation. <laughs> you, the ninth commandment, you should not covet your neighbor's wife. Now, look, fellas, don't get all weird acting. Think about it is this is knowledge. You ought to want to know this. So try your best to embrace it. I know truth hurts, but come on. <laughs> so first, lust. Lust is disordered desire, is a disordered desire for or inordinate enjoyment of sexual pleasure. Okay, that's what lust is. It is an inordinate enjoyment of sexual pleasure. It is disordered because sexual pleasure must not be isolated from its true natural place within the sacrament of marriage that is ordered to procreation of children and a unifying love between husband and wife. This was a lot of people don't understand that look, man, the reason, you know, matrimony is we're here because of procreation, because God wants us to be with him in the beatific vision. And so that's why the marital embrace is meant, why it's called the marital embrace. It's meant for married couples. Why? So that that we bring children children into the world and that it unifies us as a couple. It makes our love stronger for God, for our children, for ourselves. Okay. And so it's very hard. Lust, man, it's, it's, a, it's, it's hard on us, man. I know it's hard on men. I know it's real hard on men and women too. But, but you know what, man, this is one of the things that we, <laughs> this is one of the things that we got to fight every day. <laughs> so also lust, a sin and vice of the flesh, is often a difficult vice to overcome. Human weakness of will and lack of conformity to God is a result of the fall of mankind that causes a disorder between the soul and the body called concupiscence, which is often manifested in lust. Yes, yet lust is a sin that can be overcome through prayer and grace and through the Christian sacraments. Christ wills that we overcome lust and replace it with with Christian love and purity of heart. Matthew 9, 28. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Matthew 5, 8. That is a beatitude, okay? And so, look, man, controlling ourselves, and a lot of, like we, I've talked about before, I hear men tell me all the time, Jerry, I, I, gotta ha I got my needs, and I got to fulfill my needs, and blah, like that. But I say that's a bunch of hogwash that as a man, our job is to control ourselves like Christ did. OK, and, and that's really all needs to be said on that. It comes down to you as a man controlling yourself. Will you be a slave to your passions? Will you be a slave to concupiscence? Will you be a slave to the devil? Will you be a slave to yourself? I mean, that's kind of what it boils down to, man. That's why priests that do it right. You got to respect them. They gave their life for the church, for the world. And in return for that, God gives them the grace to control their um, control themselves as far as men. And sure, we all uh, pre-slip men slip. We all slip. But the main thing is you get back, you get your butt back on the wagon and stop making excuses and just look at that cross. Look at that crucifix, man. And I'm telling you, that will help you. It really will. I don't like being a slave to stuff. I really don't. And you don't either. You don't either. But what you have to do, this is what prayer is for. Okay. Next, the 10th commandment. 
you shall not covet anything that is your neighbor's. <laughs> All right, avarice. So avarice is greed and the desire to amass earthly goods without limit. Woo, how many folks you know like that, y'all? So it is a passion for riches and luxury. Those who seek temporal happiness at the expense of spiritual duties risk the grave sin of avarice. Avarice is one of the deadly vices. And then uh, last on the Ten Commandments is envy. Envy, another capital sin, is sadness at the sight of another's goods and the immoderate desire to acquire them for yourself. Oh, my God. Envy, man, and I, I read that. I've never really read a definition of envy. Man, that is wow. And if you think about it, it it's, it's true. You can fall into that really, really easy. Envy can lead to grave consequences and can harm neighbors. If envy leads to grave harm to a neighbor, it is surely a grave sin. Okay? So we are going to stop there for today. Because the next ones, we have to go uh, again against offenses against the three theological virtues and offenses uh, and then uh, bringing it all together. Um, so we'll take care of that on the next show. Um, I don't want to because if I go into that, I will not be done. <laughs> and I don't like I don't like shortchanging stuff. So we will uh, take that up on the next show, which will be next Tuesday. And so, again, uh, I hope that you got something out of this today and we will be right back. If you're getting value from this podcast and if you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, we are back. And hey, boom, that was good stuff. That was good stuff today. Um, I love it when I get knowledge of God, especially stuff that I've, uh, I didn't know. It just, it just, you know, stacks on top of the stuff I do know. And that is just, uh, to me, that is a, a, a good life. That's a good life, man. The closer I, the more I know about God, the closer I go to God, I, I love it. And I hope that you love it too. And, and be, if you know, one thing I always say, if you can't be on fire for Jesus Christ, how can you be on fire for your wife? <laughs> They go hand in hand, dog. They go hand in hand. And so with that being said, 
we end today as we always do with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!